Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the of Career Perspectives right here on the Super Review Show. I am joined by my good men, Kyle and Mike. What's going on, guys? Hey, yeah. we're back. Glad to be here. We're, we're back. back. It's it's been a back little bit again. since we've done this, right? Tell a friend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, don't get a, don't let's get flagged by YouTube. You know, no, hey, no, 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 no. Believe me, we, we did too. Yes. We did too much crap on our on our live twenty or twenty through twenty three winter stream. Like we were singing songs too. We didn't get flagged. It was pretty crazy. So, anyways, this is the point though. Um, as the title of this video slash podcast presents, we are going to be talking about breaking down and reviewing and ultimately ranking and reviewing and all the above to Paramore's "This Is Why," an album that just got released. Was it last week or the week before? I forgot. A uh, week before, I think. Okay, week before. Cool. Um, but uh, I'm gonna let Kyle go first on this one because I feel like he's the more knowledgeable person out of the three of us on this. Not saying that we're not, but just curious to see what he has to say about Paramore's latest release. This is why. What do you got? Full disclosure: uh, never been a huge Paramore fan. Uh, just gonna get put that right out in the open. Okay. I've always found their hits to be really good, you know, like misery business. That's what you get. Crush, 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 you know, great songs. They, and I would just name songs all from one album, but that goes for all their records. Their good songs are really good. And then the rest of them, I'm just kind of, yeah, that's how I feel about this album quite a bit. Um, I will say, and I'll get into this more. When we talk about specific songs. There were only four songs I took away from this entire thing. I was hoping for a lot more. I'm not one to say, oh, you need to go back to your old sound because I like when bands, you know, push themselves out of their comfort zone for, you know, more or less. So this to me was not a surprise. And a lot of people were more turned off by the change in sound to more like an indie vibe going here. It doesn't surprise me at all. Since the last record, uh, Haley Williams released two solo albums very much along these lines i couldn't stand either of those this is definitely a step up from those for me but their last record after laughter i wish they continued with more of that sound that was really good that really kind of bridged the gap between that pop punk sound and this more indie stylings uh you know to say uh that's where i wish they kept it but that's that's where i'm at i don't think this lived up to any you know, Paramore is coming back hype for me. But again, you know, I, I've never been a huge fan of the band outside of a few select songs. So, you know, it maybe their fans like it a little more. The online discourse about this one was actually surprisingly very split between people either saying it was garbage or saying it was a masterpiece and the best thing they've ever done. So you know, I'm probably somewhere in the middle, full disclosure on that. But uh, yeah, looking forward to talking about the individual songs on here. Cool. I'm going to go next, if that's okay, Mike. Uh, yeah, go for it, man. Yeah, cool. Um, I, I th- This it might sound as a shock to some people, but it might not to a, a bunch of other people. I have never listened to a Paramore album in, in its entirety at all until like this, until we decided to do this. Um, <laughs> I, I was aware of them. I was aware of a, like Ain't It Fun uh, and a, a couple of other hits that Kyle mentioned as well. I mean, outside of that, though, I just never truly got into them. I never like under. I mean, I, 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 I knew they were there. I just never like got into them the way a lot of other people did at the time. 
um, especially during different times of their career. Like I know that very early on, they did emo for a while. And uh, there was a, a, a lot more of a pop punk sound at one point, too. I do know that. But I, this is my full first listen through of an album of theirs in its entirety. And I was kind of surprised. There, there was a couple of things I took away from it. There's a couple of good songs here and there. I just was a little. I mean, it's definitely like. It, it, they, said, they, said, they said this was their first album in five years. I mean, I, I, that's a long time too to take a break between albums and whatnot. But mm. well, not super long, but it's just it's a long enough time to say like, oh, where's Paramore? But I, I will say that it's it. I there was I'm kind of on the believe it or not I'm on the same side as Kyle. There was some things that I didn't really like, and there's a lot of things I actually did enjoy truthfully. So, but yeah, I'm gonna turn it over to Mike for a second. I'm gonna let Mike share his thoughts in a sec. Mike, what do you got? Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you were gonna finish your sentence. <laughs> um, no, I'm good. Uh, That's all I had to say. That's all I. Had to oh, say. good, good. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. You know, it's interesting. I found this album to have a lot of musicality, I guess if that's a word, uh, you know, to it, lots of uh, different styles that it would seem like it was kind of, in a way, it felt like it was trying to blend a lot of different things going on, some dance stuff, some, uh, you know, a little bit of pop uh, rock, some indie rock, um, you know, a little uh, little jazzy at times or like, um, you know, like even progressive with like some of the, time signatures but Mm -hmm. where i felt it was uh it struggles to live up to paramorism in its choruses and it's like in the catch like catchy but not in a in a way like there's two types of catchy there's bad catchy like where it just gets stuck in your head but you're not really a fan of it It just it's just memorable in that it is simple and then catchy as in it catches your ear and you actually enjoy what's presented and i feel like um uh the vocals in this uh on this album were kind of something that i uh, i felt like um definitely fell short of what my expectations were for um paramore's um usual you know like their hits that i've heard um living up to those um yeah so uh definitely going into this i'm not a i'm not a paramore uh type of guy i've always been um you know i've always been uh like kyle was talking about i know the the hits i know the the songs that they're um you know they're known for and not i'm not like a huge fan of those songs but i like i like them i can enjoy them um and i i'm not like oh it's terrible it's just i'm not gonna go out you know seek them out uh, like you know the average person would um so yeah uh definitely uh lots to break down and um kind of uh discuss about yeah the tracks of the album so cool all right now that we've shared our initial impressions and thoughts let's jump back over to the if you're listening to us just hear it listen listen along but that's the wikipedia page uh where it says that the it's just it gives the breakdown of the album and like predecessors and stuff like that um this is why was their sixth album Released on February, t- oh, so it was February tenth. Was it was ten days ago? Okay, um, it was the, the singles were "This Is Why," "The News," and um, I'm not, I'm gonna butcher that. Believe me, Sis Kameka. I don't, I don't know how to say that. Forgive me. <laughs> how do we say that? Sekumsa. Yeah. What? How do we say it? Sekumsa. Sekumsa. I don't know why I was. I, I butcher everything. Forgive me. Sekumsa. No. Oh, yeah, he's easy. breaking it down, man. All Michael right. Jackson's getting crazy. <laughs> yeah, breaking down. Uh, Want to be starting something there? <laughs> um, 
And then the other single was running out of time. And it said, apparently, according to critics, it relieved, received universal acclaim from critics. We'll yeah. get that in a little yeah. bit. We'll get that in a little bit. Uh, let's go jump down to the track listing, though, uh, as we see here. So there only 10 songs. It was pretty quick of an album, too. Only 36 minutes, which is actually I was surprised how quick it went. Truthfully, I was actually surprised about how fast the album went by. These are pretty like the longest song is like four minutes and 21 seconds. That's not that bad. Um, but let's go down the track. List. So this is why the news running out of time. I'm going to butcher it again. How do you say it? What was Sekum-sa. it? Say right? Thank you. <laughs> Kyle's over there enjoying himself. Kyle's like, damn it, JT, why can't you speak? All of a sudden, Kyle waves in like random people who are just like, he's like, he's like running out of butcher it again. <laughs> Someone's cool. making a meme of that right now somewhere. Uh, big man, little dignity, maybe I don't know. Uh, you first, figure eight, liar, crave, and thick skull. Uh, let's go. Let's jump over to Mike. Mike, why don't you stand out tracks? I'm, and then we'll go jump over to Kyle because he looks like all right. <laughs> yeah, so there was a lot of um, like I was saying before, uh, the vocals for me, the uh, not just the vocals, but the um, the choruses really kind of irritated me on a bunch of these songs. Um, and like they're not the greatest. A lot of it feels like kind of uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of a little um pretentious um mm-hmm. like almost like trying to um yep. uh to break free from like the past kind of um stereotypes of what paramore song should sound and almost it sheds it sheds its skin of pop punk very drastically almost uh leaving very little of that in any of the songs so uh, that was kind of shocking for me um so my standout tracks uh which I will go ahead and just give you the rating on it. Uh, Big Man, Little Dignity. Actually, I really like that song. Uh, was a seven for me. Um, kind of sounded like Fodeca when it first started out. Like, <laughs> la- it, it's the weirdest thing. But you know how like Fodeca would have like those weird organs in the background, and then you'd hear like, you know, like it would kind of do that. Like, the that song starts out like that, and I was like, Fodeca? Question mark. And then like, and then I, and then it like moves into the song. And I really like that song because it actually plays like a very kind of just straightforward, like, here's here's what we're going to give you. The vocals are actually a, a more smooth and soft than kind of like these. She does she does a lot of these like, yeah, and like noises during the album that just kind of like offset me, uh, you know. Uh, so, yeah, that was like the first song out of all the first uh, four that I actually was like, OK. I actually would um, listen to this song again. Maybe I wouldn't uh, have it on a playlist or anything, but I would listen to this again and actually sit down and enjoy it. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. And then my other standout track was Liar and Crave. Those were like uh, um, Liar was a seven and Crave was like uh, coming in at like 6.5. Um, and Crave felt almost like Big Man, Little Dignity Part 2. Had a very similar song to it um you know like almost like i could hear the same kind of song uh accompaniment to the beginning of big man little dignity so and then liar the vocals were actually um for once like very soft and like 
inviting versus like some of the more sharper notes that she's trying to pull off and the the, the aggression on her vocals um in some of the other songs um and my stand down tracks thick skull has to be one of the worst uh album enders i think i i've like heard in a long time i mean i was a pl- i literally almost went into a coma like i had like i literally had to keep like uh a doctor standing by you know just to make sure i didn't like kind of uh um just go into like some kind of a you know a coma or something but i like it's just horrible it just there's nothing good about it um you know it just has very few moments of the lyrics are so strange so strange um lyrics are kind of strange in a lot of these songs but um you know i feel like it's definitely one of those kind of albums that's making a message about like the pandemic or like the news or like things of that manner and you know um we get it like that's something that's going to be happening for a long time before we begin to turn the gear towards something normal um yeah so i was kind of go down real quick uh uh this is what I was like a five out of ten uh chorus is not interesting and just um you know and what's kind of cool about this album is it's like it's got a lot of uh cool little things going on little kind of uh the drumming is fantastic on this album like the drumming and some of the bass parts are very funky very dance very you know it's got some synth kind of feels to it at times you know it's it's synth rock like new wave you know ish kind of stuff on it um you know but it's got some it's definitely got some cool musical uh tight band musically uh here like i definitely have no problems with um it's funny up until all the choruses i'm like there's some cool things going on in these songs there's some uh interesting uh uh, little riffs and things going on in the background uh, um uh you know song structure like drumming offbeat kind of cool little things and then like the chorus kicks in and i'm just like this is the chorus it's not memorable at all you know what i mean um same thing with the news actually was a little memorable with some of what was going on but once again five out of ten vocals kind of suck on this they completely lose me. She's doing all kinds of weird, you know, like noises. And I just totally took me out. Um, once again, same thing, running out of time. Um, you know, it's got that kind of nineties dreamy kind of weird, you know, how like back in the, you know, the nineties had that weird kind of like, you know, uh, quality to them, you know, almost like being mm-hmm. like, uh sound garden would do black hole sun like with the kind of yeah. weird um you know and then uh alanis morissette would do some kind of weird stuff like you know this it definitely feels like it's trying to herald back to a lot of uh um previous sounds versus like trying to sound modern this is definitely like a album that's uh bringing in elements of different uh you know indie rock um funk uh, you know, it's got a lot of uh different things going on. Um, you know, Sescomsa, it's literally that song is just annoying. And I don't like the 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 chorus. I don't like the, the spoken word weird, like it's the monsters and on the monster mash. It reminds me of like that song for some reason, <laughs> like where she's where she's doing that spoken word thing. I don't like that. Um, I think it's uh, pretentious. Um, you know, it comes off like uh, super self-aware that it, she's being like kind of like um, edgy with some of the lyrics and weird lyrics. Um, uh, yeah, once you first figure eight, fives out of ten. Um, 
uh, and then Thick Skulls, like a two out of ten. Um, so production's good, you know. Uh, just the vocals definitely did not do it for me. Um, and uh, it's got diversity of sound, that's for sure. It's definitely it feels like an album that wants to prove to everybody that it, they are not gonna be a one trick pony. Like here we're pop punk and that's it. They're like trying to bring in all kinds of elements of different kinds of sounds here, but the choruses are not memorable. They're just kind of there and they don't grip me. And this is an opinion piece. It's not so much saying, hey, this album's trash. I, I won't make that statement. I may I basically say this album is not for me because the choruses were there and gone and they're just kind of annoying with what they're what they present um, from what I heard. Yeah. So. Oh, it. Wow, Mike, I, I got to say, me and you have almost the exact same things to say, but for <laughs> different reasons somehow. We cool. have th- absolutely insane. Literally <laughs> echo everything you said about the choruses. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, JT, I'm going to get into my song things, that my uh, song ranking that's good with you. Go ahead, man. You go first or go second in this case. Go ahead. So, yeah, Mike, I'm just going to spoil this and say we have one thought in common about the songs. As much as I agree with every single word you said about the choruses <laughs> and, the, uh-huh. you know, the musicianship and like songwriting on here. Yeah, right. Because like you said, and I completely echo, this album's not for me. I'm not going to mm. sit here and say it's a bad album. Yeah. Because it's not. It's not right. what I want from Paramore. Hmm. But yeah. it's not a badly written album. It's kind of the same way I felt about, if we're going to go back to last year, kind of the same way I felt about the last Panic of the Disco record, where it's well-written, it's well-constructed, the musicianship is very good. It's just not for me. I, I wouldn't go back to it. So I'll start with This Is Why. This is one of the four songs I took from the record. <laughs> uh, at first, I didn't like it. When this is the release as the lead single, wasn't into it. I was like, what... What is this? You know, kind of took me off guard. But it, it's one of the only choruses I actually enjoy that does kind of get stuck in my head a little bit. So seven out of ten. Uh, the news I like a little bit more than this is why. The chorus is a little bit stronger. Again, more on the catchy side, 7.5. The lyrics drag it down for me. I don't think I need any more songs about how we all need to turn off the news and stop watching the news. It, it, it's just overdone, you know, and like you said, pretentious. It's we get it. And also they're one of those bands. She's such an outspoken person about things to then try to say, turn off the news. It really bothers me. So like if you really want that, don't inject other things like just don't don't go topical and things like that. It bothered me running out of time. Five out of ten. This is a song, and this I echo this for a lot of my thoughts on songs to come too. It sounds like a song that would just be on while you're walking through like an Urban Outfitters or like a Coles. <laughs> it's, it's it's pure department store soundtrack background noise. It's not bad by any means. It's just kind of there. Uh, Seikom Sa is actually my favorite on the hmm. album. Uh, it very much reminds me of the Talking Heads especially the verses and I, I say that in a great way i enjoy the talking heads quite a bit but mm-hmm. yeah that's even like the uh, what mike i see how you definitely perceive that chorus as annoying because yeah. i thought the same thing and then after a few repeated listens it grew on me and that's definitely the most catchy chorus on the record for me uh, it's one of those i come back to very often 
eight out of ten. That's the highest we go on here. Uh, you know, it kind of reminded me of that. There's a uh, like a YouTube uh, meme video where the goat that goes, bleh, 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 bleh. you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, like every time I heard that, the sick comes out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I literally heard that and I wanted to take my TV and throw it through a window because it just keeps doing that over and over again. Mm -hmm. It almost feels like a little kid's song. Yes, yes, it does. Yeah. And like, I like the musicality of it, like the funk going on and the the upbeat. And that's what I'm saying about this album. It's just like, it has so many, has so much musical kind of nature to it and um, tight musicianship to it Mm -hmm. it just can't close the deal because it's choruses don't care about being choruses (laughs) they just care about doing something which is something that's shocking coming from paramore since their choruses historically in their you know back catalog are all usually massive good catchy choruses but i feel like they purposely you know could be way off track but it feels like they purposely went the route of being like we have to take any trace of pop punk out of this yes. or any trace of pop to show people that we're mature we're not those kids anymore which is fine you can do that but you can do it in a you know in a way that maintains those like pop sensibilities you don't have to go full indie like make it on almost unenjoyable to listen to it parts blending blending yeah yeah, yeah. you know and you know mike we're gonna which i think they did great on the album before this that one to me was like yeah, they're definitely a mature band now. But then they went this route and they're like, oh, now they're just trying too hard. Uh, and Mike, here's where we disagree again. Uh, <laughs> big man, little dignity. Five out of ten for me. It had the exact same thoughts as running out of time on it. Just felt like I'm in a department store. I'm in like a Macy's browsing <laughs> the kitchen section. Uh, you first. This one's probably the most in line with their old classic pop punk sound 7.5 for me it's you know it's catchy it has its has its moments but it's nothing nothing great nothing i would like write home about figure eight so figure eight 5.5 out of 10 it's just kind of there and this is how i feel about the entire last half the record Hmm. from here on liar and crave were two big uh songs that people seem to love they got a lot of shout outs and everything i saw online from critics fans they just didn't do anything for me mm. liar was a little bit more up there with the six out of ten crave back to a 5.5 they're not bad they're just not really for me i guess it's just not no neither of them caught caught my attention and kept it liar i guess was it did that a little more like it's a little more memorable but then and here's where we agree completely mike thick skull <laughs> Is the worst song this band has ever put out. I agree. Ever. Uh, And we even had the same score. Two out of ten. Yes. uh, It was uh, to the point where I was listening to it. I'm like, this isn't a song. It's just like random ramblings that don't really make any sense. It's not even like... For me to go that low, a song has to be really, really bad. Like it has to be almost to the point of unlistenable. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that song went there. And unfortunately, even more, it's the last track of the record, mm. which really puts a sour note on the ending. So, I mean, as a whole, is it a bad record? No. 
it's pretty mid for you know my personal tastes if you like this kind of pretentious indie vibe you'll probably like it if you're a diehard paramore fan you're probably gonna like it but yeah. Yeah. and like yeah it fails to um it fails to uh contain any kind of previous uh old paramore sound in order to kind of double down on some of the pre the newer albums uh kind of venturing uh, uh, in sound and kind of style um it's really trying to um, flex those kinds of muscles of like some of the indie rock and like um funk and and um you know kind of uh new you know indie uh, you know rock sound and it, and in a, a lot of ways it it definitely comes off as a diversity of sound but um um i just, you know lately in the pop world i tend to be a uh a chorus guy and um the choruses uh like someone might like them which is why i didn't say it was a bad album i just don't like the chorus um personally it's is it a trash chorus to everyone no maybe some people like you know um like that first song uh, um you know has that kind of uh weird quality to it you know the lyrics are also the lyrics kind of threw me off in a lot of these songs um so yeah, it, it's definitely not a top tier uh lyric lyrical mm-hmm. album it's yeah. honestly probably up there with some of the worst lyrics they've done yeah. which isn't really saying much because paramore is not really a band i go to for insightful or deep lyrics yeah but these yeah. ones a lot of them were borderline nonsensical now, Mr. J-Man. Oh, my God. Well, for those of you who are keeping track at home, we're on the same page. <laughs> Believe it or not, this might be the first time we're all three on this same exact page. This wow. might be the first time this has ever happened where the three of us who have very eclectic, different musical and, tastes. And what's weird is that me and Mike somehow managed to be on the exact same page with entirely different standout tracks <laughs> that, that's even yeah. it, it's a weird day right now it's weird yeah. Yeah. um i want to cut, point out a couple of things so for, let me just first for the first of start by saying this the first four songs on the record are the first four singles for that were released the la- and kyle you, you know what i'm going to bring up the last time i remember this happening was if i'm not mistaken that i can remember was father of all Yes, that the did first four that. songs. And I hate when bands do this. I know it's like, guys, like release one song from the beginning of the record, we release a middle song, and then really like, Green Day released Father of All, Fire Ready Aim, Oh Yeah, and Meet Me on the Roof. And then that was the first four songs of the record. And ironically enough, it was almost the same runtime. Yep, this oh, somehow uh, manages to be almost 10 minutes longer though. I, yes unfortunately but yeah but yes <laughs> like i just i had to bring that up because i know that you you and i were when father of all came out we were like this is so short <laughs> like, the like i just are... hate when bands do things like this because now it's like why i want to hear the record right yeah like but now i already know the first pretty much half of it because i've heard it in the singles it's actually after father of all is the reason that i'll only listen to two or three singles before an album now if a Smart. band releases you know a third or fourth depending yeah i won't listen to them because i'm an album guy i like to listen to the full album as a piece of art first and then from there if i want to come back to select songs i'll do it 
Mm. But like when I was listening to this one, I didn't listen to Running Out of Time. I knew that they released that, but I was like, I'm not going to listen to a fourth one because at that point, it's almost half the record. Right. I hate that guitar and Running Out of Time. Oh, I know. It's terrible. But when I was listening to this, I was like, by the time I got done with Say uh, Say Quamsa, I was like, well, I already heard almost all of this. So it ended up when I was listening through it again, it was just kind of like background to me. Yeah. In the beginning. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. So, but I, I just, I had to mention that because the, the first thing that popped in my head was like, oh, when, when I first saw the, the, the first four songs or the, or the four singles that I released, I'm like, worst father of all. <laughs> real. Green day, father of all, mother F's. Anyways. Um, but yeah, the, you, if, if, and also anyone who listens to us on any, any period of time, I'm a title track guy. For some reason, the first song, bam, this is why it worked for me. Wasn't a great song. Wasn't like anything like superbly, super, super spectacular, but I enjoyed it for what it was. And like, like a seven out of 10, truthfully, not bad. Uh, the news, I am in complete agreement with Kyle. And I, I think Mike chimed in on this too. The news, if you're going to call a song the news, why don't you just parody it while you're at it too? Because let's face it, no one likes to watch the news to begin with because of the times <laughs> we live in, COVID and everything else. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> um, <laughs> I personally don't care. I, I am not one to get political, but I don't watch the news period because it's just too much for me to handle as a person. I just don't want to watch what's going on in our world today. I just don't. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear anything, um, regardless if it's left or right or in the middle. I don't like hearing any of it. That's just me uh, running out of time. Again, strange. Definitely a Coles song. I could go to the Coles near us and be like, hey, you know, let's go to. Oh, there's Paramore on what? You know, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to butcher it again. I, even though I know you just heard it. Say Komaka. I'm going to butcher it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't say this for my life. Say Komsa. Say Komsa. Thank you. Say Komsa. Say Komsa. Say Komsa. What you got to do is just listen to the, think of the song in your head. Say Komsa. Say Komsa. La, 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 la. You know <laughs> the ghost. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Just do, <laughs> you think about it. Think of me doing that, so that you can never yeah. ever want to listen to that song again. Yeah, because like the and plus the 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 title alone. I'm like, you know, me. I like title. Like, I like some songs with like big good titles. I'm like, but this is like, are you illiterate? What's going on? <laughs> like, are you okay? Is everything all right over there, Haley Williams? Are you okay? <laughs> um, all big pretentious man. French titling. <laughs> pretentious french title that's that's the name of mike's new album yeah next that's year. my new 70s prog rock album yes it's gonna sound like Pink floyd and it's gonna be great um, on a track a track on a track as well yeah yeah strictly a track not vinyl no 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 not even on the new walkman that just came out that's a true story exactly. i'm not sure about that right um big man little dignity um it's just there. I mean, I, I, I like it, but it's like, it's kind of like, this is the part I agree with, agree with what you both just said. It's kind of like on the album. It's like, this is where the album just starts to take a bit of a nosedive, take just a, a slow decline until thick skull towards the end. We're like, look, I actually, I actually think I'm reversed than you guys. I am yeah, Mike the album. Actually, that. I'm that oh. album actually comes to life at bit little big man, little dignity, uh, liar and crepes. Big Man, Little Dignity, and Liar and Crave should have been the beginning, and then this should have been the middle, and then uh, you know, like, I'll tick, tick skull right off and just throw it in the garbage, but um, I, 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 I kind of would, lo- you know, figure eight and uh, you first, just 
literally you could have just they're not even there they're just background sounds like you know yeah. just um except figure eight has an annoying uh vocal uh chorus in it that uh you know just kind of like does something to just yeah just yeah it, it hits me wrong but um it's yeah a- it's weird how i'm the complete opposite <laughs> it, it just yeah. happens to be like that somehow <laughs> yeah yeah um well, let me just finish up here really quick too um I forget what I forget was I think it was figure eight had the weird we had to start off with a really like weird guitar riff in it and it just kept going throughout mm-hmm. the song. Was that that one? Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. god. I wanted to, I was driving when I listened to it for the first time and I was like, should I hit a pole or not? Should I go and run into a, <laughs> a tree or something? What's going on? I mean, I mean, I don't know. That was a strange track. Uh for some reason, like it was like the riff in it was like just so almost like her vocals turned into a guitar riff for some reason. It was like, hey, 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 hey whatever way. You know, I mean, it was really started to get all weird on me. Um, liar. I mean, liar, crave. All right. And then you get, you get, you get them to thick skull and you're like, really? <laughs> this is the act. This is the last. I can see why it's the last song, but like the, the, for some reason, like this, I guarantee you some Paramore fans are like, this is the greatest thing since their debut <laughs> album's first single. You know, there's gonna be someone like that. I, it's boring. I don't understand how like you could even put this out as a sing, uh, not, not a sing, uh, just on a record. It's like unnecessary. It's the perfect word. The perfect word to describe it is filler. It's a great filler song. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, and let's just be honest. Like, it was the name of it, Thick Skull. I, I thought when I first read it, I was like. All right, this is gonna be like someone who's like, I thought like my interpretation before I even heard the song was like, all right, maybe they're gonna have like someone's gonna be, um, like they're gonna have like a like a problem. Maybe she's gonna have a song about like some someone dealing with issues or something like that. But no, this was just like weird, like a jumble mess of something. I don't even know what it was. was It's just creepy. The lyrics are weird and, uh, you know, just kind of like being grotesque in its analogy of, picking up uh, broken people's what I guess it's like I was reading the lyrics for it. It's like talking about how she she's attracted to broken people and she picks them up and now she's got blood on her hand. She's been caught red handed. Well, it's just like it's like it's exactly what I'm talking about. It's so obvious that mental illness. (laughs) We do (laughs) like it's so obvious what she's going for that it almost becomes like parody of of someone trying to make an analogy like it's just like bad you know what i mean it's just the, the whole uh it's just yeah not not good and it should have been left in a notebook that she wrote that no one hears sees the light of day like oh, i wrote this weird um piece about this you know uh a person who's like involved in this kind of thing and, and i'm just not gonna have anyone hear it because it's my own personal thoughts like yeah let it stay there and not Make it yeah. way out. Like, d- just don't make a song out of this. Just, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. wonder if she. I wonder if she was high when she wrote it. I really yeah. wonder. Probably. I'd imagine Maybe, so. Yeah, no. Maybe she had COVID too. Uh, yeah. Right. Neither we promote that. No, no, no. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, I'm just kidding. Right, uh, right. But yeah, that's just kind of like my my bit of the track listing there. Yeah. Um. Do we? Uh, we want to. We go into our rating. Uh. What, what do you guys want to? Any other yeah. thoughts at all? You guys want to share anything else or no? Yeah, I can go into my rating. All right, go ahead, Mike. Kyle, what do you got? So is this my favorite Paramore album? Absolutely not. Is it my least favorite? That remains to be seen. I have, you know, I mentioned I'm not the biggest Paramore fan, but I have listened to all their records. They're, you know, right along the genre that I, you know, tend to put up there 
one of my favorite genres, the whole pop punk and, you know, early 2000s emo scene, that kind of thing. Their first record, I'm not going to lie, All We Know Is Falling. Not great. Definitely overhyped by the fan base as well. It's a toss up between this and that one for different reasons. With that said, is it a bad record? No, I wouldn't say that. It's something not for me. I won't go back to it very often. I'll go back to, you know, those four songs I talked about. I'll add them to my Paramore playlist. And if they come on, most likely not going to change them, but I'm probably not going to go and seek them out. Um, Probably won't go back and listen to this whole record again. Maybe at all. But, you know, I'm glad people are liking it. This definitely seemed like a conscious attempt at getting a critically acclaimed album for you know growing up and maturing and i you know i think it got them just that the critics seem to love it casual fans seem to you know like myself and like the three of us really not the biggest into it and then the hardcore paramore fans that would like anything they put out are super into it so for me it ends up being a 5.9 out of 10 you know, it's definitely not middle of the road. It does have some songs that it's definitely not full middle of the road to be like an even five, but it has, you know, it has some songs to elevate it a bit, but then some, you know, it has the worst song they've ever done in their career. Thick Skull. I, I can't forgive that one. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how they could have listened back to that and put that on there as the album closer. I just really don't. And I don't like to be that critical of things, but it's listening back to it. It just astounds me that they thought that that was what should close this out. But, you know, with that said, 5.9 out of 10, if you're a Paramore fan, you'll probably like it. They sh- Personally, I think she should have just kept the sound to her solo career and maybe continued on with more of a indie leaning, but also maintained the pop punk sound a little bit more, a little more upbeat, better choruses, maybe bigger choruses that's my pet peeve though it's they've always been a chorus band for me and i was lacking throughout all righty mike you want to go you want to go next yeah i'll go next um yeah you know from what i just said uh before it's definitely you know if you're a paramore fan and you've been following the last couple albums like i i've never been a huge fan of this band um other than the 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 hits and um you know and they've brought some good choruses like kyle was saying just you know not to um you know re-echo all that kind of stuff but um uh it definitely for me it flexes its muscles in the musical nature it's that it does it brings out a lot of its uh you know artillery in that manner um the drums of the bass um everything but the vocals and that's the kind of craziest part like to me Haley's a major draw like she's kind of like the soul of the band and she seems and to be normally, trying to normally very charismatic vocals yeah right exactly and she seems to be trying to keep up with some of these new musical tricks that they're pulling out with the funk and the and the kind of uh indie rock stuff and she's trying to pull off some stuff that i think um doesn't it's not her strong suit or it's not her it's not something that's going to um uh be uh complimentary to the music um it's trying to compliment music but it's not going to compliment like um people who want to hear uh some of that original sounding kind of chorus and a memorable um nature so you know just like 
I give it extra points in music uh, um, and that it's something like when you're just listening to it as you're kind of driving along in the background, it's definitely something like it's got that dreamy, flowy kind of like uh, um, nature at times with some some real kind of uh, manner to it that I actually enjoy when I'm driving around and and it kind of uh, creates a good, uh, you know, an ambiance like a, an environment. But uh as something that I'm literally going to be able to replay. It just definitely doesn't have a replay nature to it. So um, yeah, for me, it's a 5.5 out of 10. Like it's uh, I gave it a couple extra points. I was going for a five out of 10, but I gave it a couple extra points because of musical nature. Um, you know, it's just right in that six, that six out of 10, which isn't a bad score in the sense of um, for someone who's not a fan of a band um, to give a bit uh, to give a, a an album. Um, that doesn't really have the memorability, you know, the memorable sounds. Um, but yeah, just just needed more vocal um, help from Haley to be something that uh, kind of just we can remember, you know, all that. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, it's it's always. I mean, I've never. I said from the get go, I have never really listened to Paramore throughout my life. I've listened to so many other artists, so many other bands throughout my life, and I just haven't really gotten into them. I feel, like, and this is my first album that I've. It's the. This is the first album I've ever listened to in full by them, truthfully, and, I mean, it it didn't live up. I mean, I I didn't really have anything up to live up to. So my my rating is a little bit higher than both of you guys truthfully but it's not like it's not like a, nowhere near a 10 out of 10 it's nowhere near that but um but i was i am going to give this a 6.75 only because it's there were a couple of tracks that i would go back to like this is why was one of them uh, the, the title track and just there's one this was a couple of tracks as well but i agree with both of you there was a lot of filler on here unfortunately um what i if it was on in Coles, if it was on in Buffalo Wild Wings or wherever you would be, uh, <laughs> like if it's like on the background, I would not complain about it. I would be like, why is this like, why is this EDM song on? You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be like that. You know what I mean? Uh, but we know I was, your your favorite track is Sest Kamika or Kamehameha, as, <laughs> as the kids are calling it these days. Yeah, that's a. Uh... <laughs> I think that's I'm gonna be I, I'm gonna be hearing about that for the next couple of weeks. Just how I badly <laughs> I butchered that one. That was terrible. Comic discography. Go. <laughs> yes, it, we're 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 gonna be breaking out all of their albums from start to finish in the reverse order. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm sitting at about a six, six point five, six point seven five. Only because I mean, make I only me knew, the villain. What's that? You made me the villain again. I I didn't not mean by to much have, though. We're pretty much on I mean, the same wavelength. Is, this is definitely like a, a, a very across the board. Like, I mean, I mean, the critics are like are praising it. Fans are giving it like really high ratings too. I mean, just a shout out to someone who's in the chat board right now, believe it or not watching us. Uh, he <laughs> says, it sounds like it's a passion project for the fan fans really enjoyed it. Nine out of 10. I mean, that's just, I mean, hey, kudos hey, to you. Good, man. Great for the people. I like it. You know, yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. It, the, the, I think that's what it is. I think if you're a Paramore fan, you're going to love it. You're going to appreciate it. You're going to be like, this is the one of the coolest things I've heard in a long time. But I, yep. you might feel like that. Yeah. But for the casual non-paramore community like us three. So maybe mainly me. I don't my mic to an extent, too. Maybe Kyle, not so much, but a little bit. <laughs> um, truthfully, it's it's just not for me, I guess you could say. Like, I, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm not going to say, like, this sucks. You know, I'm not going to sit there and be like, this is a terrible album because I have nothing else really to base it on to make a fair judgment to say that. So like, and I have to, I would have to listen to more Paramore albums 
to go into actually saying something like that. But truthfully, I, I enjoyed most of what I heard, but but the, the second half of this album really just hit hard, like in a bad way for me, truthfully. So I'm saying about a six, 6.5 out of 10. Um, and what's interesting the- is it's almost like a class in musical kind of vibes, if you will, like that they put on in this album that I think a lot of other bands could learn from, uh, yeah. you know, and that's what's kind of cool about it is it's like, uh, they're putting on a show of just all kinds of different things going on upbeat, uh, you know, some of the upbeat natures of the song, some of the more, um, you know, you know, like the, uh, what was it? Um, uh, Liar. I thought that was uh, the vocals almost remind me of like Carol Carpenter or something or like something from the 70s. And then all of a oh, yeah. sudden you have This Is Why, which has like a very kind of, um, you know, it just has like a funky kind of thing. Like they seem like they're doing all kinds of different stuff coming from all different kind of angles of music um, to really prove that they're just not a band who's defined by their past but their future and like that's great but like i am a past guy i hate to say it i'm a guy who kind of like really like uh looks to draw my my past and my future and find a a happy middle ground but when i lose the the past completely just being kind of given this more um current sound uh offering i can be a little uh you know uh shying away i can be a little shocked by just not kind of being able to um find that familiar um kind of sound that i i uh want in order to feel like i got what i kind of uh came for you know so yeah like you know just kind of look what i was i was saying before but yeah to those who enjoyed it i i will not call this album trash i will not say it's a bad album at all it's a mirror of opinion piece than it is uh a stating of the way it is and everyone that we should agree with. Yeah. It's definitely a, yeah, an opinion of mine. So, I, yeah. I completely agree with everything. I, I definitely respect the record and what they tried to do with it. And, you know, it definitely seems like it was fun for them, like a mm. fun experiment to do. And, yeah. you know, for some people, it definitely worked. You know, if you, if we're looking at it from an objective, like, is this a well-written song? Is this, you know, how's the musicianship? It's great. You know, it's, Right. It's very well done. It's just not a personal preference that I'm going to go back to. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to is it's not a bad record. It's exactly the same. Like I mentioned earlier, how I felt about that panic, the disco record where it's like sometimes when bands put out passion projects, it can turn some people off, but then like, you know, the hardcore fans, they'll love it. Yeah. And then for me, you know, I just on a little side note, but related. So I, video i think it was running out of time that they played live and it just looked so boring and then it got me thinking i was like i don't know how any of these songs are going to translate into that live environment especially surrounded by the other songs in their back catalog you know what i mean like i can't picture the crowds getting too into the songs in a live setting but you know i'd like to see i you know videos of that when they start playing them more yeah, I mean, I mean, that's actually a good point too about how how they how will they transcend over to the live audience, uh, moving forward. Truthfully, so I mean, it's a, they're going on tour this spring and summer, so we'll have to see. I mean, we'll see the videos that come out from that. But uh, but yeah, any other comments for Paramore's? This is why all before we wrap it up. No, it covers it all for me. All right, cool, Mike. You good? Good. 
You awake? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Do something. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we want to thank you for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us. Thanks so much for interacting on the chat board as well for a little bit there. Um, and uh, yeah, we uh, so please join us next week for another episode of Career Retrospectives on Monday night. We'll be back. We're not sure what the topic is, but then again, we check, we pick it every week. So that's okay. Um, I want to thank the two gentlemen who always join do this with me for all the time, all day, every day. Let's do this. And we got to hang out more often. Truthfully, Mike and Kyle, what's going on? How you guys doing? <laughs> Thanks so much again. Yes. Um, Yes, and we want to thank you for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us. So thanks so much for watching. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and simply um, subscribe to this channel. We do this every single Monday. Uh, we talk about, we do a career discography breakdown, and we do um, album releases and other things too. So just stay tuned for more. And uh, yeah, so stay safe.